ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. There are certain shows you look forward to doing, and there's other shows that you never thought you would have to do. And um, it sucks. Cancer sucks. Plays no favorites. I know millions of people out there know how bad cancer is and what it does. And when it strikes your family, it really sucks. It really sucks. It was fun earlier today listening to uh, Porter Moser saying that uh, J.D., when he was following and covering the Ramblers, he said he was covering us. He goes, we blew. He goes, we were awful. And J.D. would always try to encourage me that things were going in the right way. But I'm going to be here for the next couple hours. Uh, I'll be here till 6 o'clock taking your phone calls. We've got a couple of guests. Rich Campbell, formerly of the Tribune, and he was on the Bears beat with the Trib. Also, we're going to hear from uh, Kevin Fishbane from The Athletic. If you ha- If you subscribe to The Athletic, they did a great feature on JD today where each of their four their four Bears guys, Kevin Fishbane, Dan Pompey, um, John Greenberg, and also Adam Johns, uh, wrote a little thing. And it's really, really good. And what Kevin Seifert did on ESPN.com, check that out. You heard from Rob Domovsky. That was awesome. And um, we're going to hear from you guys, 312-332-3776. I just wanted to say one a couple things really early. And I was here yesterday um, with Sylvie when we got the news. And it's a little strange because I've been here for 10 years. I knew J.D. at the other station. J.D. was working at the other station with Danny McNeil. And then when Danny Mac left, he brought J.D. with him. So I knew both of those guys. But I still worked at the other station until 2008. Then after a year or two of doing other things, looking for radio jobs, I started working here in 2010. But I'm the old guy. You hear Waddle talk about how decrepit he is and how he has a hard time getting up in the morning and stuff like that. He's going to be 55. I'm going to be 65. So a lot of the guys, including the guys that just left here, I mean, Cap's a little bit closer to my age. He's not there yet. Jonathan Hood, not at our age yet. But, you know, Danny Zetterman and... Sylvie and Carmen and J.D., all in their mid-40s, early 50s, having kids and things like that. And they're a little bit younger. Um, I regret the fact that I didn't know that he was in hospice last week. We didn't find out until we were here on our show on Friday, or at least I didn't find out. And I I wish I would have had the chance to stop by and see J.D. That's a selfish thing on my part. Because I would have loved to have been there to talk to him beforehand. You know the story with J.D. We've talked about it all day. He lost his wife in February of 2019. She had melanoma, which eventually spread. It was a seven-year battle. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. And um, now he loses his life to cancer. And you people know my story. J.D. and I sat here on Jimmy V. Day a couple years ago in 2020 talking about cancer research because he had lost Caitlin and I had lost my wife to ovarian cancer in October of 2019. And I also had cancer. It was no big deal. I know I can say that. Um, I recovered quickly. But to had to lose JD at the young age of 44 and to leave Parker by himself at the age of 11 with no parents is, and I heard a couple people and I tried to tell them yesterday Because after you go through this, it's not fair. Nothing's fair. Nothing is fair in this world. You will suffer a lot of losses to people, and you'll say, why? Why did this happen? J.D. didn't say that to himself. My wife and I, when when she had cancer, I had cancer. We didn't say it. It's something that happens. Um, But coming over from the enemy, I felt a little bit like an outsider. And yesterday... It was wonderful for me to sit here with Carmen and Sylvie and Waddle and them tell the stories of the last 20 years. Them tell the stories of the full time. And I knew J.D. well. 
Um, I knew J.D. from the other station, like I said, but it was always he was a producer. Then he came here, so for a while I didn't have many dealings with him. I did some shows with J.D., and I talked to him all the time on Bears postgames. And I know a lot of you out there, you loved our postgame shows with Mongo. We'd always check in with J.D., and um, it was amazing. It was so much fun. I was upstairs looking for any of that sound with Mongo and J.D. going back and forth with each other. And unfortunately, that would that will never happen again. But the one thing the guys mentioned earlier today at the station is the, it's a real family here at ESPN 1000, and it is. And it's a, a lot of it is because of their age and the way they are, and because until recently there wasn't a morning show. When I worked at the other station and we have a morning show, it's difficult for us to hang with the midday guys and the evening guys because we are on different schedules. But at this station, it's a little bit different. And now that they have a morning show that, according to our promos, it's the, it's the, it's the, new, it's the new ESPN 1000 morning show still. Um, but Jay Hood and Cap and Carmen and Yurko and Waddle and Sylvie and everybody else would get together. And a lot of the guys live up north near them, near, you know, together, close to each other. I'm in Downers Grove. I'm way the hell out, you know, and I'm moving further away into Lockport. But knowing JD, Hood and I were laughing as just as, as Hood left. He said, talk about five minutes about JD and then get into the Bears because you know JD would hate this, us talking about him all day long. There's no doubt. He would have said, would you guys just get over this? Move forward. And when you have cancer or you have a loss from cancer, the word's not move on. The phrase isn't move on. You never move on from someone who had cancer. You move forward. And that's what we are all going to try and do and try and be there for Parker and uh, the Parker Fund on GoFundMe. Check that out. Also, the obvious shirts. I was going to ask Cap. I got a hoodie also, but I'm keeping the sleeves on. I'm sure Cap's going to cut the sleeves off to see the guns. And um, But, yeah, go to Obvious Shirts, pick up a shirt. All the proceeds from Obvious Shirts go to the GoFundMe account, Parker's Fund. So we will get to your calls in just a second. 312-332-3776. Weaver, hang in there. We got one. We had a person we had to talk to, and I promise I'm going to get to you. You've been trying to get through all day long. We're going to get to you in just a couple minutes. But first, um, earlier today, Porter Moser was on, and Porter was talking about when J.D. had a chance to do Loyola games. And he did Loyola games with our next guest, Jordan Birdfield, joining us here on ESPN 1000. Jordan, it's got to be a rough time for you also, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, Fred. And I'm thinking of all of you guys, and you've done a wonderful job today. I've been flying and traveling, but I've been listening uh, in the air and, and when I'm on the ground. It's been really cathartic to listen to, and uh, just want to thank you guys for everything that you're doing today. What um, I mean, when you think of all the times you worked with J.D., I mean, obviously, doing Loyola games during the height of the Loyola success, what are some of the big highlights that stick out with you and J.D.? Yeah, you know, when I knew that that things were turning south uh, with his health, you know, I was thinking about so many stories, right? Like we've all been thinking of so many stories, so I'll share a couple. One of them was one of the first years that J.D. and I did the games together. Loyola, you know, this is before Porter built them into Loyola. They were kind of a bottom feeder Horizon League team that was trying to make their way up. And they played a game against DePaul at the Genteel Arena. And, you know, Jeff and I did these games for 10 years together. This is probably year two. And at halftime, I remember DePaul was up 30 points. And we go to break at, at halftime, and Jeff takes his headset off, and he looks at me. And, you know, earlier before the game, I had been asking about Cutler and the Bears and all this stuff. You know, this is like 10 years ago. Sure. So at halftime, he turns to me and he says, with, with Loyola down 30, he goes, Jordan, I get paid to watch Jay Cutler, but this game, this game is bad. <laughs> and I just started cracking up because, as everyone knows who has ever met J.D., he is the most positive person on earth. So for him to have said that, I just started laughing. Um, 
And then another story that came to mind, too, was one of our first years together when Loyola was still in the horizon, we went down to Valpo to do a game, and we're driving there, and there were a couple things that stood out. The first was, as we're making the drive to Valpo, J.D. is texting with, like, all these Bears players. And, you know, he was so respected by the team and the players and the and the organization that he's just having these text conversations with them where he's getting the real scoop on everything. And I remember thinking to myself, like, you know, th- there's a reason why this guy gets real information. It's just the person that he is and the relationships that he's built. And, you know, I remember thinking to myself in that moment, like, I got to watch this guy. I got to watch what he does in the locker room to ingratiate himself with the players. And he did it and was obviously so successful at doing it and was able to get so many big stories over the years. But then we went in to do this game at Valpo, and we were doing it on a small channel. This is before the games were on NBC Sports Chicago, this channel based out of Northwest Indiana. Sure. And during the commercials, instead of airing actual commercials, they had like the public broadcasting like management of this company at the game doing live advertisement for you know donations so that they could keep the station running basically uh-huh. and JD used to call uh, him and I jokingly the Dan Schulman and Dickie V of the Horizon League and during one of the breaks we sent it to these two people who were doing this presentation and we took our headsets off and he goes I may call us the Shulman and Dickie V, but I know that those guys are not sending it to live commercials begging for money. And <laughs> I just started cracking up because, you know, that's he was he was really a funny person. And yeah. but more than anything, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about it today, and it's so true. Every time he come into a game, we get to hear about Parker's baseball, Parker's football, Parker's basketball what was going on. You know, Parker was in uh, Porter Moser's basketball camp, and J.D. was so proud of that and so proud of Parker. And, you know, I, I mentioned this to J.D. Um, in the last few months that, that you know, I'm, I'm the father of a nine-month-old now, and I said to him, you know, I hope to be the kind of father that you are to Parker because to see the way he'd light up about anything that Parker did athletically or anything period sure was just so heartwarming right I mean you saw this all the time and he was such a proud parent and then you know one of the other things that I'd say with regard to Loyola is like we'd always see you know sometimes his family would would come to the game you know Parker came to several games or Parker and a friend and you know a couple times Caitlin had come and you know when Caitlin was battling her own um illness with cancer i mean you know fred i i know that that you've had the experience yourself i mean it's so difficult mentally not only for the person going through it but everyone that loves and cares about him and the way that jd handled that was just so graceful it's truly awe-inspiring and it's something that really i'll carry with me for the rest of my life because you know when i when my own family has been hit with cancer, I definitely didn't handle it the way that he did first with his wife and then himself. And like one of the things that, that I'll always remember is especially in the last couple times I talked to him, you know, here's a guy who's dealing with the most dire of health circumstances. And it was always like, he'd ask me about my daughter, right? Like he'd try to steer the conversation away. And I'd be like, no, JD, like, how are you doing? What can I do for you? But he only ever wanted to talk about me or anything else. And um, I mean, the, the memories just, you know, are are flooding through me the way that that they have, I know, for all of you guys. But I would say that he's just, um, you know, he loved doing these games. And as much as he loved the Bears beat and being part of it and the friends that he made on that beat and with you guys at the radio station, he loved coming and doing these. And I think it was because it was like a 
a little bit of a break from 24 hours of bears. And, um, you know, we had such a blast. The, the last Loyola thing I would say to you is, if you'll indulge me, is, you know, there there is a blog now called Porter's Jacket. Okay. And I believe that that started because of J.D., because he would come to the games, and J.D. and I had this running bit on the broadcasts about when Porter would get mad enough <laughs> in the first half if the Ramblers weren't playing well, where he'd whip his, his sport coat off and just coach with the shirt and tie. And then he would assess Porter's fashion during the game, the shoes, that the jacket, the pants, the whole thing. And Porter thought it was hilarious. And I think that after a while, Porter was playing along with it because even if they weren't playing badly in the first half, Porter would whip the jacket off, I think, just so that J.D. could make a comment about it on the broadcast. <laughs> so, um, you know, J.D. had a lot of fun with it, and truly he got me to lighten up. I mean, that, that yeah. I, you know, when I was young in the business, I was so worried about trying to show that I knew all these different things. And J.D. taught me that you can laugh and have a good time on the broadcast, and I will miss him dearly. I mean, the next time we do a game – and he won't be there. It's just going to be the most odd experience, and I'm truly not looking forward to it, to, to be frank. Well, Jordan, appreciate you jumping on and calling. Great memories, and uh, keep all those. And, uh, yeah, he always made everything fun. And uh, you'll, I think you everybody that talks about, talks about him will laugh and smile more than they will cry because of the things that J.D. did for, with them and for them. I appreciate you jumping on, Jordan. No problem. Thanks, Brett. Thanks. Jordan Burnfield, uh, they do a great job on Loyola basketball. And if you get a chance, and I think all of this stuff is going to be podcasted from all the other shows, I think. But all, earlier today, uh, Porter Moser was on, and he told some great stories. He said he used to always slam his foot to the ground, and his heel started bothering him. And J.D. told him, he goes, you got to get these Cole Han shoes. He goes, they got rubber soles, really comfortable. And he said he did. And he said he still buys them. And his heel doesn't hurt anymore when he pounds his foot on the court for Oklahoma. 312-332-3776. Callers, hang in there. We'll get to you. we got a guest coming up a little after 430. When we come back, we'll get to you after this. As we're talking about our buddy, our pal, our friend, in a tribute to Jeff Dickerson. As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. We're talking about our buddy, our pal, our teammate, Jeff Dickerson, who passed away yesterday at the age of 44, complications from colon cancer. And I wanted to look it up, and during the break, you heard the uh, person who said, you want to do something for Jeff Dickerson, get checked for colorectal cancer and things like that. Now, when I was growing up, and I'll be 65 in May, um, Medicare, here I come. Uh, so I'll be 65 in May, and they always told you that you should get your first colonoscopy and check colon check at 50. And I waited till 57, which was stupid. Um, but And when I got checked, they said, everything's fine, come back in 10 years. So that was great. I just looked it up. They've changed it now. They say you should get screened at 45. You heard me right. J.D. was 44. So I'm not sure if you want to be safe. 35, 40. Um, and it's um, it's a thing that a lot of men don't look forward to. And I'm, it's, I'm saying this with a B. Buck up. Get over there. You want to be around for a while, don't you? Have it all checked out. Have everything checked. You want to be around uh, for your friends, your family, and, um, you know, as soon as you can, I guess, get it done. Because, like I said, he passes at 44. He was in a fight for about 11 months. And I know that uh, Carmen said his birthday's coming up. So, 312-332-3776. We go out to Irving Park. And, uh, Weaver, what's up? Hey, Freddie. How's it going? I've been better. I've had better days. <laughs> Yeah, we um, same boat with that on it. So yeah, yeah. I uh, to totally get that. So, but hey, I just wanted to. Uh, I mean, there's uh, obviously as a alum of the station and everything over there for almost nine years, and you know, a few people have kind of brought it up, but I just wanted to kind of you know chime in a couple things on what JD for me and those of us that you know aren't there anymore there's been a lot of us texting each other and calling and talking and sure you know about some of our memories with jd and 
you know, especially uh, going through uh, the stretch there between everything with with Haller and with his wife and your yep. wife. That that was not a, a good stretch for all of us. That you know, um, you know, kind of brought us probably reconnect a lot of us back on some things. And you know, JD was always good. You know, uh, got a chance to work with him on a ton of stuff with, with clients and you know. And him and Hood do a night, always wanting us to call in with those silly softball scores that mm-hmm. we do and make a big deal out of that for Radio <clears throat> League that we did. Um, when the two of those guys got their national show together, that was pretty cool. And, you know, I was, uh, I think Water or someone brought up before, and I've been scrolling through text messages with JD today, too, just thinking of stuff. And, you know, one of the things that kind of jumped out that someone had talked earlier about, about how good he was. You know, not just talk in Chicago, but be able to come in and talk nationally. And him and Hoodie were on back when the, the Kobe Bryant thing hit. Yep. And uh, they did an amazing job covering that um, from from a couple of Chicago guys. And, and just, you know, I'd, I'd forgotten about that, but I shot them both a text about it. And, you know, they both kind of responded back on it. And, you know, but, you know, after Caitlin, you know, I was, him and I connected on a few things and, you know, you know, two stories just to, to, to share out is, you know, working at the Wolves now, you know, I, I've always, you know, and you know this, um, you know, always wanted to, you know, help connect people or whatever and sure. just give them a distraction. And, you know, I'm like, listen, you know, when the time comes, like, don't hesitate, pick up the phone, call me, bring Parker out, bring his friends out, come on out to a game on me. And, you know, even just the three hour distraction for you guys for everything. And, you know, he came out in, uh, in 19 uh with uh with parker and a bunch of his friends and you know got a chance to to stop and talk to him a little bit then on it and you know it was uh like everyone said it was uh you know trying to talk to him about what was going on we was always kind of turned over to to parker and stuff but then he would flip it back on me and you know we're all about bottle lists we're all the same age and all kind of went through different things at times and you know, in life cycles, and we were all single when we started, and we all got married over there, and we're all having kids. And right. All he wanted to do is talk about Evan and about him starting to play sports. And, you know, he was six at the time, and, you know, just getting into baseball and just getting into hockey and just talking to me about this for travel and this and look out for this. And, you know, just, you know, total, total 180 of things on it. And, you know, um, you know, he's always kind of kept in touch and, you know, last time I talked to him was was back in August and had an opportunity to come across my plate and reached out to him and Hoodie about it. And, you know, he took time leaving Bears camp and uh, gave me a phone call and got a chance to talk a little college basketball and stuff on it to, to kind of see something on it. And, you know, it was awesome. You know, he just he made the time and you know, was was always uh, about everybody else. So yeah, he did that for know. everybody. He made the time he for did. everybody. He always wanted to know. He had always asked me when my wife was sick. He the first when I saw him, the first thing he'd ask me is, "How's Pat?" Always. And he was always but, like that. There were a couple people like that, and because of that, those people will always be. I'll hold them in the highest of esteem. You know. Yeah, I mean, when we started playing everything for Haller, he was the first one to raise his hand. Yep. And when he was going through everything with Caitlin, and he was when we were starting to put together things with Matt, he reached out to me and said, "Hey, whatever you need, I want to help." You know, and like he was, he was there, and I'm like, "Man, you got all this other stuff going on," and right. like, it just, you know, and you know, it was, you know, it was only a couple weeks after that, you know, be- between the two of them. So yeah. it was, you know, it was terrible. But yeah, he was. He was he was always there. He's you know I always have awesome memories with him, and I've been laughing a bunch with all the stories since this morning on. I'm sure you'll have some ones, and yep. I'm sure uh, the boys tonight will have a couple good ones. But uh, you know, just to let you know, Jeff and family and Parker especially, you know, uh, aside from just everybody on air, there's a lot of us that uh, are not on air that are there still or have right. been there in the past. That you know, JD hit us all hard too and and we're all thinking about everybody and you know uh i'll be contributing for to the gofundme page for sure and uh you know um you know uh, parker your dad was a friend to all and you know know that uh those friendships will be there for you too yeah they will tim appreciate you jumping on glad we were able to get you on uh some great thoughts and we'll talk to you soon 
Take care, buddy. Okay, Take care, Tim. everyone. Tim Weaver, as he mentioned, working with the Wolves. Wolves are red hot, one of the sponsors here at the station. Let's go on out to uh, Gray's Lake. And, Mike, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Um, okay. I'll, make it real, uh, I'll, I'll make it real quick. Um, so I, I was actually one of Jeff Dickerson. I was his electrician. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I, did I didn't him? know him oh, as well as... Did, uh, you, did you help him with his patio? All I've been hearing about is his patio. Were you, did well, you help him with that? I did that? light up his patio for him quite well. Okay. Um, yes, I put all his landscape lights. That was one of the jobs I did. I, I put all the landscape lights out there for him. Um, but I've been listening to uh, you know all the stories and... And all the stories that you guys have been telling have been spot on, like, with just how he was as a person. Um, I mean, the first time I met him, you know, I listened to you guys all day, every day. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I've heard him, so I knew who he was, obviously. Sure. So, but the one thing that he always did was, you know, because I love sports, and he'd always he'd always talk sports. Like, I'd get done working, I'd, we'd shoot the stuff for a little bit, and he'd always take time to want to talk sports. And, um and just you know, and then and then I made a connection with him because Parker's a phenomenal baseball player. Uh-huh. Um, he actually trains with a guy that I trained with when I was in high school, Gary Bennett. Okay. Um, so I know he's in good hands. I just I feel so bad for that kid. Um, but the main reason why I called is so since I do listen to you guys, like I said, every day, um, I, I had asked him like, so what are some of these guys out like outside of work? You know, <laughs> off the radio. Yeah. And I, one thing I will tell you. He loved and respected every single one of you guys at this station um, as, as professionals and what you guys did. But also, he respected and loved you guys all as family because of all the way you guys treated Parker. Yeah. Yeah. And I, that's that's the reason why I wanted to call. I'm sure I, all, you know, all the guys, everybody knows this, but, you know, it just means something when it comes from somebody else. You sure. Know? So, sure. Um, I just want to let you guys know that he did love and respect all you guys professionally and as friends for especially the way everybody treated and the way in his words was everybody treated Parker as if he was one of their own. Yep. Yep. So that's the way they I'll, do I'll it. Leave it at, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, rest in peace, Jeff. We're all thinking of you. And uh, yeah. So thank, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate the call. Let's grab one more before we take a break. This guy's been hanging out for a while. Chris, thanks for hanging in there for a while. Uh, what's going on? Well, I, obviously, my condolences. Um, you know, yesterday I, I, I saw the news come across, and it was just, it was utter shock. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, um, Jeff kept it, kept it very personal, and we all know the story with Caitlin, and, you know, hearts and prayers go out for Parker. But, um, you know, <laughs> excuse me if I fumble along a little bit here, because no, it does, um, you know, it does, uh, it, it chokes me up, and it's, I find it interesting that, you know, I, all of us, uh, fans of the station, you know, I know you guys, I've never met any of you in person, mm-hmm. but I know as much about all of you as I do about, you know, pretty much my best friend. And so we have this weird connection of, I've never met you, never hung out, but yet I, I cheer. We have the highs and the lows and, you know, um, you know, when Edzo had come out with that he had beaten cancer, I was out in my car and literally I'm pounding the ceiling going, yeah, great job, Edzo. And, and same with Sylvie and, and with your story, Fred. And, and, um, and then obviously this, it's, you know, it's one yeah. of the lows. And you sit there and you're, you're you know, I'm, I'm kind of thrown back by it because all throughout today I've been listening and, you know, I've been have t- having tears come to my eye for, for a, a man that I, I knew. But did not know, sure. and it's uh, it's it, it, it's really strange. But you know, um, obviously, I know that, and it speaks to the man that JD was. Is that I know for a fact, and it's kind of been brought up that I know that he has a dozen, fifteen uncles mm-hmm. and aunts, and I guarantee not because of um, you know the field that you need to, but because. He was like a brother to all of you that, you know, Parker's going to be able to look up in the stands and see Uncle Carmen is up there sure. cheering him on at a baseball game. And there's, and there's Uncle Cap and there's Uncle Fred and all that, not because you have to, not because, but because you literally, you know, the last call, was, you know, you look at Parker as, as one of your own because Jeff was your brother. And I know when you know, Parker graduates, he's going to have a whole section uh, in the stands. That's going to be all of his uncles and aunts from his ESPN family. Yep. And uh, that's, I think, one of the greatest tr- 
attributes that really you could say about Jeff because of how, you know, obviously how he comported himself. You know, I listened to him on the air and, uh, you know, I knew he was a good guy. Um, and, but what he truly meant and that's going to carry on to Parker, um, just in, in spirit forever. And, um, I just, uh, like I said, that's, that's all I really want to say. And, um, I mean, my, like I said, thoughts and prayers and, and, uh, you know, obviously, especially out there, Parker. Yeah. Um, just and all, all the best to you, Fred. I'll go ahead and hop off. And Thanks, uh, I know a lot of people want to say a lot of good words. So yeah. uh, take care. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate hanging in there. I know a lot of people have wanted to talk. We got a couple guests coming up. We got one coming up. Uh, Rich Campbell is going to come up in a couple minutes. We also have Kevin Fishbane. I'll be here till six. Then Black and Abdallah will be here. Don't forget, if you have a chance and you have some money and you can donate any money, go to the GoFundMe account. Parker's Fund and uh, donate to uh, that and also obviousshirts.com. They've done a great job. They put together a, a T-shirt and a hoodie uh, for JD and all the money raised there will also go to the GoFundMe account. We come back. We'll talk with one of the guys that used to be on the Bears beat. If you follow him on uh, Twitter when he was a Bears reporter, you'll see you probably read a great, great story earlier today. We'll have him on. We'll talk about that. We come back after this in ESPN 1000. As we look back on and celebrate the life of Jeff Dickerson today on ESPN 1000, please consider making a donation at the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. I'm looking at it right now on the GoFundMe page for Parker's Fund. It started, we did not announce that Jeff passed until about 5.15 yesterday, I think it was. And... The GoFundMe didn't start until a little bit after that. It's already up to $451,299. When people are nice and something bad happens, the public wants to help out. And that's what everyone's doing for uh, Parker. Um, Jeff Dickerson passed away yesterday at the age of 44. Um, Really quickly, too, when we were when I was talking with Tim Weaver, uh, he mentioned Matt Haller a couple times. You may or may not remember the story about Matt Haller. He was a um, account executive, our sales guy here at the radio station, and he came down with stomach cancer. I had actually, I was visiting my wife, visiting, whatever, seeing my wife in the hospital at uh, a Good Samaritan Hospital in Downers Grove, and I walked down the hall to get a drink of water, and I saw Matt in a room, and I go, Matt, what's going on? And he said, ah, my stomach's been acting up. I got to figure out what's going on. And a month later, I was hosting a show and I got into our pre-show meeting and someone mentioned that he had stomach cancer and it didn't look good. And then it went on and on and on. There were stories. It was on the news and everything else because of the problems and how he got the stomach cancer. But that's what he was talking about. Um, so the station has had its uh, share of cancer with um, Matt Haller and JD's wife and my wife and Sylvie and me and now JD and... Um, it's horrible, horrible thing. And cancer sucks. Can't say it as much. You can't say it enough. There's um, my wife only wanted to get one tattoo in her life, and it was FC. The second word was cancer. You can figure out what the first word was. She never did. So if I ever get a tattoo, that's probably what it'll be, um, because um, I've lost enough people to that. If you're re- if you're on Twitter and you're a Bears fan, you probably followed Rich Campbell who used to follow the Bears and cover the Bears for the Tribune. And um, I was a big fan because he also was a soccer guy. But I read, I was still following Rich, and now he just uh, posts, as he says, I'm now here just for entertainment. And he was very entertaining with his tweets today talking about Jeff Dickerson. And we bring in Rich Campbell now. Rich, how are you today? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, Fred, I, and I appreciate you having me on. Um, I think I think we're all doing as well as we can under the circumstances, and uh, it has been uh, a, a joy really to listen to one thousand all day and, and the stories being told. You feel the light that Jeff spread, um, and and that is that is heartwarming because uh, there, we're, it's devastating what what has happened. Yeah. Um, and it's truly awful. And and I've you know it's at, at your intro about. You know, FC and all that. I've thought that many times yeah. as Jeff was declining in health here of just what an awful thing this is. 
and um, just continues to take from us. Yeah, and you, the word you just mentioned, too, is joy. And I mentioned yesterday when I was on here with Sylvie and Carmen and um, Tom Waddle is that every time you worked with J.D. or you just knew J.D. was in the building, um, there was a little bit of joy because you knew you were going to laugh, you were going to smile, he was always going to be in a good mood. I don't know that I ever saw him down or depressed or in a bad mood. And no matter what he was going through, he was always up. And he would always get you up if you were in a bad mood. And um, it's, it's amazing how this guy did it. It, it really is. And I've, I've talked to my, my former Tribune colleague, Dan Weeder, who the 1,000 listeners know well. Yep. I've talked to him about this many times. But as, as I got to know J.D., you know, Dan had known him since um, 1997. They went to uh, Illinois together. But I, I met him only in 2013. And there would be times I'd say, like, this guy cannot be this happy, this upbeat all the time, right? Like, we're covering Mark <laughs> Tressman here. Sure. This thing is falling apart. Like, what, what is the deal? And you just were around him long enough, you, you realize, like, no, that he is the rare breed that is capable of just running that high all the time. I mean, just that was his baseline wiring. And when you saw him um, in, in whatever circumstance you were in that day or whatever was going on you you left an interaction with him better for it um and, and I've, I've thought about this quite a bit of just trying to inventory my favorite memories of, of jd and and the takeaways that you will we'll just keep close to our hearts going forward here and and one of them is you, when, when you see anyone right like you see anyone walking at work um, in, an, in, a, in a place where you're going to know people and have different dynamics with them, you're immediately going to see them and make that judgment of like, oh, I don't like that guy. Oh, right. that guy's cool. Sure. Uh, or whatever. And if you saw JD, you immediately, like like the dopamine just like went off in your brain. Like you were just happier. You're like, oh, man, there's JD. Awesome. Like, let's go talk to JD. Yeah. <laughs> and he just, he just lifted you every time. Um that no one else is like that. Like, think about the people in your life who are like that, where you see that person and you're happy to see him every time. <laughs> that, that was JD. Yeah, there aren't many of them. There really aren't that many no. of them. And the amazing thing, I mean, watching reading your stuff on on Twitter today um, was great because one of the worst games the Bears played in recent years was a game that you guys had a great time in London at. But it had nothing to do with the Bears game. But you guys had fun. And the pictures, I don't think a lot of people, even myself sometimes, I don't think we realize when the Bears beat writers were on the road how close you guys were. But I think the picture taken outside Craven Cottage in London showed how much fun you guys had, even though you were covering a team that was about to just fall apart. Yeah, well, well, you have to, uh, you have to see through the product on the field and you know sort of experience the the heartbeat the drumbeat um the the metronome of the season and and just understand that we spent so much time together that uh if you are miserable in that room and you're miserable with your colleagues it's going to be a miserable experience we just spend so much time together yeah but not every room is like that not every media room is uh cohesive enough to, to share those good times, you you have egos. I mean, there's an there's an intense competition. Uh, it's just that's the nature of the business. But um, Dan, you know, Weeder said this really well this morning. He talked about JD's perspective, and JD never lost sight of the fact that we cover a game and you know, we cover a sport, and um, that ultimately. It just wasn't, you know, make or break, life or death type thing that that so many um, observers of the league, fans of the league, can feel that it is on a day-to-day basis. Now, J.D. obviously had a a horrible tragedy in his life prior to his own death, and so that will set your perspective, of course. But as we go forward, all of us, right, that you just take that perspective with you, like, boy, we are so lucky to follow sports. We're so lucky to be together. We're so lucky that these companies we work for are paying for us to go to London. And Fred, you'll appreciate this because when we saw Fulham in 2019, they were in the championship. Yeah. Uh, And they're back there again, of course, but they're in the championship. (laughs) And um, I'm a Fulham supporter. So I was going to Craven Cottage no matter what. Sure. And uh, uh, Crystal Palace was home. Crystal Palace was home that same day and they were in the premiership at the time, um, still are. And uh, I just I said, like, look, J.D., you, you could pick whichever game you want to go to. I'm going to Craven Cottage. He's like, you know, even his second division, he right. was all in. He, was just, he wanted to know everything about 
the Fulham experience and the Hammersmith end. Um, and then you know, we we pre-gamed uh, at a pub there in uh, in SW6, and then we drank afterwards. And it was just JD and his element. It was it's, you know soaking up a new experience, right. And getting everything out of it. And yeah, I posted those photos, and I've been digging through my phone just as many people have of, of you know, reminiscing and, and wanting to feel JD's presence and, and that positivity that he he you know impart on you if you were with him. And so when I found those photos, it just made me made me so happy. I was. Uh, glad to be able to share him. Yeah, it was absolutely great. I mean, he he and and I was gonna. I'm glad you mentioned that. I didn't hear Dan Weeder today, but I did hear Peggy Kaczynski and and Peggy was saying how there were times in the press room where she was about ready to do something and she was getting upset, and Jeff would just look at her and say, "It's just a game. We're, you, you don't worry. It's just a job. We're not. You know, we're not going to live or die by what happens. Just." relax and that's the way he always was he never let anything really get to him and it's shocking um you know especially like you said in this business because i covered bears um at the old hallis hall where there were two guys and they were they'd be whispering and it's like okay and we were all trying to figure out what are they talking about and nobody was (laughs) and it it wasn't as friendly up there way back when so i understand exactly what you're saying that's why when i see pictures and i heard some of the stories uh peggy was saying when uh, they were in india Indianapolis one time, I'm not sure if it was a combine or something, she says, I don't know, it's tough to get a seat at um, St. Elmo's and she walked in and there was JD who put together 25 people uh, at at a big table and um, it's amazing and it, it just showed he loved having fun. One of the things yesterday, and I'm sure you probably have a lot of these, is they said that when there were a lot of people together and JD was there, sometimes you would look and he would just be standing back watching everybody else having a good time and that's the guy he was. He was more worried about everybody else than he was himself. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of the uh, points I made when I was just expressing a few thoughts late last night was that JD would come into the, the media room on a Monday. Uh, so the, the, let's say the Bears had played the day before at home, and then they're getting ready to go to Minnesota on the following Sunday. He'd come in on Monday and say, "Guys, got a reservation at Manny's." Uh, six people, you know, it's like 6 p.m. Who's yeah. going to be there? And he would make, you know, maybe let's say he got like six people. He'd make the reservation for nine uh-huh. because he knew, he just wanted to add anyone at the last minute. Oh, do you have a place to eat? Oh, come on. Like, we, we got a table. It's Manny's. Come on. You, you can hear him saying yep. that. Yep. Um, and, he was, and he was like that on every trip, everywhere you went, just w- without fail. It's just that's the way he was wired. Yeah. And when when you you think about it um and and you try to make some sense right of of what's happened here and the sadness um and and you think okay we're so lucky to have known him we're so lucky to be able to have witnessed that but then you got to take it with you yeah and and in this case it is life's too short life is too short you cannot make yourself miserable over the details and the small stuff. No. You have to have fun. You have to. You have to go out to the reservation. You got to invite that extra person um, because that's life, right? That's life. That's the the impact we have on each other, and it's why we have a whole day here talking about him. It's why there's over four hundred thousand dollars in Parker's fund right now, right? It's just that's it. And and JD was the epitome of that. So on one hand, you know, that's very uplifting, right? Something you take with you, it's positive, and it's also what makes this so damn sad and really hard to get through. Yeah, it really is. Uh, I was reading uh, underneath your name, and said, and I was, I was actually happy for you. It said, "Now here only for my entertainment, family man, former sports writer, uh, renewed sports fan, uh, average golfer." But um, yeah, uh, sometimes getting away from it can also make you happy because you you don't have as many of the deadlines. You don't have some of the other stuff. You obviously you miss the the, the times and you miss the occasions that were with them. But like you said, we we had those, and you just have to treasure them. And unfortunately, you were hoping for more, and uh, as we all were. But uh, we just got to treasure what we had. Well, and, and the, the, what JD ended up applying that to—that that type of attitude was Parker and the yep. way he supported him through um, youth athletics. And it was—it uh, it was hilarious because I have um, a young son, and um, so JD's about you know seven or eight years ahead of me. And uh, yeah, just take some notes, right? On I'm like, okay, Parker's going to batting practice. It's January fifth. You know, football <laughs> season's over. Parker's in the cage, uh, and JD's working with him on hitting. And you know, basketball season's still going, but he's got this full view. 
And, you know, after Caitlin passed away, JD really dedicated himself, um, you know, that much more to, to making sure that he was the, the most supportive figure um, for Parker. Sure. And, and you felt it like you just can't, you cannot be a dad and, and look at JD and not take that supportiveness and selflessness with you. Um, and, and it's reassuring to know that, that Parker's is loved. And, um, you, you know, I have this, I have this like really sad, um, thought of like Parker, you know, writing his dad's initials in his hat, you know, play baseball and stuff. Right. It's just like, right. oh, oh my God. But, but you know, J- JD's behind the backstop. Sure. You know? <laughs> like, oh, Parker's going to walk here. Uh-huh. What's he going to do on second base? I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, he, he got it. He, he, he figured out the perspective, um, as so many people have explained today on the station, and um, that's something we can all take with us. There's no doubt. Rich, appreciate you jumping on for a few minutes. Uh, best of luck. And, um, you know, Thanks, Fred. Yeah, you're, every day the Bears lose, you have to be happy you're not up there. <laughs> hey, it's, uh, put it this way. There's a sense from afar of, uh, of deja vu. Sure. So we'll see how they end up handling it. Yeah, I'm sure. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Fred. Okay. Rich Campbell used to read him in the Tribune. And uh, like I said, some of the stuff on his Twitter and uh, just watching, looking at the picture with him and all the guys together and um, up in London uh, getting ready to go to a soccer game. Just absolutely amazing stuff. And um, that's what everybody, that's what we've been doing all day today. Started at 7 o'clock today with Jesse and Jeff Meller and then Carmen and um, Sylvie and Waddle. They were here, and then uh, Cap and Jay Hood. I'll be here until 6 o'clock. I'm sorry. Yes, until 6 o'clock. Uh, times all run over. And then it'll be Black and Abdallah, as everybody everybody in town wanted to be here for the show today. Yurko jumped on in. He is out of town. He is in Florida. And um, so we'll take your calls, 312-332-3776. Callers that are on hold, stick around. We'll also take a look at the GoFundMe account. There's a couple other things I want to make sure I get to. I want to hear, you, um, in case you missed it, you're driving around, you didn't hear the beginning of the Matt Nagy press conference today. You should uh, you should hear that. We'll play that much, much more when we come back as we continue our tribute to our guy, Jeff Dickerson, here on ESPN 1000. ESPN 1000 remembers Jeff Dickerson. Join us all day for a celebration of our beloved teammate. Grab a caller here. We're going to hear from Kevin Fishman. He's going to jump on and join us. He's also on the Bears beat for The Athletic. They had a great piece on uh, J.D. earlier today uh, from four of their guys, Kevin Fishbane, Adam Johns, also John Greenberg, and um, Dan Pompey. Uh, John Greenberg was on earlier today. He was one of the guys that started with um, when ESPN Chicago dot com started here a lot of writing and all of a sudden the guys that were a lot of the guys jd included guys were were radio guys all of a sudden were writing i didn't know jesse could write and all of a sudden jesse's a big writer he's all over the place so um we will hear from uh, kevin fishman a little bit later on let's go to uh shorewood and brendan brendan thanks for hanging on in there what's up hey what's going on guys you are what's Uh, what's going on no, I just wanted to touch on uh, two things real quick. Uh, one, you know, I think it's, I think it really is awesome uh, as a daily listener. Uh, Monday through Friday, I'm always got you guys on. Um, but you know, I think it, like I said, I think it's awesome that you guys really are, you know, dedicating this whole day, uh, you know, for him. Um, you know, obviously, it's not just going to be a one day thing. You know, it's, it'll it'll be many days. And many episodes to come right. uh, with this, but I, I, you know, I just wanted to touch on that. Um, and then the second thing was, you know, really about your health, like you were talking about. Um, you know, I'm only 20. I, I got a while before, you know, I feel like I really need to, you know, kind of worry about those things. But sure. you know, I, I do think it is, you know, important that you know, because you never know until it's too late, right? Um, and I think getting out there. Um, and like you said, just kind of bucking up and, you know, it's something you got to do, yeah. uh, and, and, and just bringing light to that. Um, you know, it really is moving. And like I said, just dedicating this whole episode, uh, gentlemen, if, you know, I, I, I myself did donate, you know, to that GoFundMe, uh, for his son. Uh, but like I said, just wanted to real quick, throw that out there that, you know, it, it really is moving seeing you guys, 
bring light to this situation and kind of showing what kind of person he was. Yeah, he was a great guy. And Brendan, thanks for thanks for hanging in there. Um, yeah, and um, listen, guys don't want to go to the doctor and have the doctor say, "Here, bend over." Okay, that's not something you really want to hear. You do like hearing at the end when he says, when the doctor says, "Your prostate feels great." It's like, okay, cool. Thank you. Uh, can I leave now? Um, but, yeah, it, it's important to have things checked out. And, um, you know, I talked about it earlier. When I was younger, they said, it's, I'll be 65 in May, they said that you should have your first colonoscopy at 50. Now they say you should have a colon screening at 45. They've lowered the age because, unfortunately, colon cancer has been taking people younger than 50. And as we mentioned, um, Jeff Dickerson passed away yesterday. Complications from the colon cancer. He was just 44 years old. And that should never happen. Uh, we're doing a lot of this and talking about the GoFundMe uh, account for Parker's Fund. You can go to GoFundMe, check out Parker's Fund. Um, I did that uh, a little bit ago. Let me see. I can check it out again right now. And it's absolutely amazing. The, the people that are coming through and donating um, near the end of the year, um, I know I had donated to a couple other causes near the end of the year and uh, $461,910 raised already for Parker's Fund. And, um, you know, here's an 11-year-old son, a boy who is without his mother who passed away in, in 2019 and now his father is gone. Um, 312-332-376. Do we need to break here or just run an ID or what do we need to do? I can't see you because of the... Okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll take some phone calls. If you've been trying to get in earlier or if you were on hold and we had guests and you couldn't get on, we've got some time now. i got some things to talk about, but we've got some time until about 5.30. So 312-332-3776. Um, a lot of people were big fans of Jeff Dickerson. You, I had a guy, heard a guy earlier. He said he wouldn't get out of his car when J.D. was getting ready for another Bears hit, um, whatever that was, if it was with Carmen and Yurko or if it was with... Um, Waddle and Sylvie. We'll also uh, play Matt Nagy when we come back. Um, all of the Bears. Uh, I know that uh, Darnell Mooney and uh, also um, Eddie Jackson had something to say nice about him earlier today. Vic Fangio started uh, did something also in his press conference with the Denver Broncos as J.D. left the mark not only here but with anybody that came through the Chicago Bears. Uh, we're talking about our guy, our friend, our pal, Jeff, Jeff Dickerson.